Poitras, and you're listening to He Said, She Said, the one with books and bros. There was almost no podcast this week. Even now, it's going to be very casual. It's not scripted. I'm on the way to prayer at my church. It's the second day of teaching in 2020. I had glorious dreams of all I would accomplish last night, and uh, I fell asleep around 7.30, and I hear that my parents tried to wake me up, but were unsuccessful, so there's that. This podcast is coming at you today uh, because of Rachel. Rachel, who sent me the direct message and said that you felt like you were calling into a radio show. Um, Rachel, we was still not received a reply to that direct message because I'm terrible at life this week. Uh, but I hope when you hear this, that it counts. Also, clearly, I'm going to message Rachel back. Guys, calm down. So, here's where we're at. I was at prayer several weeks ago, and I uh, was at the altar where my pastor usually prays because he was uh, on vacation, so I took his I took his spot joyfully. And I was taken back to this memory of another time that I had been in prayer. I had gone back to Indiana Bible College for a missions conference and I had encountered someone that I used to be close to lol she says vaguely and they were happy and they were progressing and they were moving forward um they were dating someone else okay so I don't know why I'm trying to be vague about this and I remember that they were having student body prayer that night and I was like I will go to prayer hallelujah and I just threw my face hard into the chairs and I remember that I said like I balled my fists up and I said to the Lord just so honestly I was like this is not preparing me a table in the presence of my enemies. And the Lord took me back to that moment several weeks ago. And he began to speak to me. And he said, do you not know that I was forging the silverware even then? Do you not understand that I was raising the livestock, that I was cultivating the crops that really good dinner sometimes takes a really long time. I was already doing it. And then I could just hear the hustle and the bustle in the kitchen. Like I peeked my head through the door of the dining room and I saw the Lord painstakingly setting the table himself. And it was the most powerful moment that I have had, after which I immediately was launched into two days 
of the most crippling self-esteem that I have experienced in my entire life. Now, I do not like walk around thinking that I'm the bee's knees, but I don't have the kind of low self-esteem that makes your people pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am still able to like look outward and contribute to society and hopefully not just be a gaping hole of need all the time, I think. Don't, maybe don't tell me if that's wrong. And I, I mean like two days where I am in bed, like sobbing, you know, like why Lord, could you not just make me pretty? Like, thank you for making me useful. Thank you for making me smart. Thank you for making me, you know, a good person. Thank you for making me beautiful. But like, why could you not just make me like run of the mill Instagram aesthetic pretty? Why? Um, and you know, like I'm not fun enough. I'm not smart enough. I am boring. I, I mean, just, I'm walking around absolutely crippled by all of these thoughts. So two things happen. One, I go into the classroom of a teacher friend and she's asking me, you know, what I do for fun. And I'm telling her that I, uh, I write textbooks and (laughs) on Sunday night (laughs) I make dinner and, um, you know, I have a, I have a podcast, I guess. This is what I do for fun. She's like, well, no, like, what are you doing? Like for, that's just like, just for you. And, uh, I couldn't think of anything. So we're working on that. Apparently if I have to buy plants, which I would kill. So no, or if I have to color, which kind of appeals to me, but as a side note, I would like to point out to you that I would not like to color, like I don't color like adult coloring books. It would have to be like a Disney princess type uh, situation if I were going to color. That was information about me for free, you're welcome. Um, So we're working on that. And then she just launches in and she says, you know, it's become clear to me that you are not having the same experience that we are all having and you are not seeing what everyone else is seeing and I think that it would be okay if you walked up into your classroom and through these hallways and knew that you were a queen I don't think that anybody would judge that I don't think that anyone would think that it was vain I think that it would just be owning your identity and so I cried and I went back to my classroom. The other thing that happened is the Lord called my beautiful friend Amanda to cover me during that time and she sent me a verse of scripture every hour one day and one of the scriptures that she sent me was the story of Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was Jonathan's son, so Saul's grandson, and during a battle, one time his nursemaid was running away with him, and she dropped him. His caretaker, who was supposed to be making sure that he was cared for, dropped him. She didn't mean to do it, you know, it wasn't a malicious thing, but she did drop him, and he was consequently crippled for life, and then 
King David takes over. He's the king now. And there's this whole, you know, royal lineage that's done for. Mephibosheth would have been somebody important, but now he's next to nothing. And David has the people find him, and he has him eat every day with him at the king's table. So this cripple is carried to the king's table, and he eats every day. And Amanda tells me, because she's done some research, that his name actually means breaking shame to pieces. Maybe I'm not Instagram aesthetic pretty. And maybe I'm not always fun. And maybe I am on my worst days a little boring and definitely I'm a little snappy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The qualifications I have or the people that I know or who has dropped me or how crippled I am because of it. The Lord sets the table for me with intention. And he invites me to come and eat every single day. Maybe you might be struggling a little bit. Maybe you're worried that you're not good enough for all that he has for you. And I think it would be okay to understand that you are. I think it would be okay to walk around knowing that you're royalty because he makes you so, because you are his, because you are an heir in Christ, because he has called you and because he qualifies who he calls. I don't think anybody would think that was vain. I think that the people around you would get that you're just owning your identity in him. Here's a tiny way that I own my identity in my classroom, guys. Let's all look through his eyes so that he can help us love through his heart. Let's remember that his heart is far better, far bigger than ours ever could be. And that that's what he uses to love us. Let's all listen to this. Hear ye, hear ye. All hail the queen. Hear ye, hear ye. All hail the queen. You've been listening to He Said, She Said, The One with Books and Bros. Hopefully something you've heard made you smile, inspired you to think, or called you nearer to a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Thank you for taking time. Thank you for making space. We'll catch you next week. Same time, same place.